This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new week here at Dear Hallmark. My name is Dara, and I am the host of this show. This show is a space where I talk about all things Hallmark Channel, Great American Family, and Up TV. And we have a full episode for you today, so I'm not even going to hold you. Go ahead and grab your plate, grab your drink, Get your laptop out, get ready to do those taxes, hashtag refund on deck, and let's get right into the news for this week. So, there is a new Hannah Swenson movie in the works. It has officially been announced, Entertainment Tonight dropped the exclusive, that Allison and Cameron are filming at this present moment, uh, a new Hannah Swenson mystery. And here is what E.T. reports. Allison Sweeney and Cameron Matheson are returning for the second installment of their Hannah Swenson mystery franchise for Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, tentatively titled Carrot Cake, a Hannah Swenson mystery. It can, uh, E.T. can exclusively reveal. Filming is currently underway and the film will debut later this year. The pair reprised their roles from the first Hannah Swenson movie, Sweet Revenge, which premiered in July 2021. They'll be joined by returning cast members Barbara Niven, hashtag Mama Chesapeake, and Gabriel Hagen, or Hogan, excuse me. The new mystery, based on Joanna Fluke's, Joanne Fluke's novel, Carrot Cake Murder, kicks off when the discovery of a skeleton and the rubble of a building undergoing renovation reveals that one of Lake Eden's beloved citizens is not who he claimed to be. Much to the dismay of her, fr- of her fiancé, Detective Mike Kingston, played by Matheson, crime-solving baker Hannah Swenson begins to investigate the case on her own. As she tries to piece together the events that led to the murder and tries to learn the victim's true identity, Hannah even calls on her mother, Dolores, played by Barbara Niven, as she works to bring the killer to justice and uncover the truth. Y'all, I am excited to have a new Hannah Swenson mystery. I'm just grateful that they're bringing back the older mysteries because last year... We, I'm trying to think, did they revive any of the old? Well, they did Aurora Tea Garden, but that was the last one that came out. And, you know, Candace Cameron Bure is now with Great American Family. But we only got Curious Caterer, Aurora Tea Garden, Francesca P.I., Cut Color Murder, and Nikki and Nora. And so we really didn't get any new, like any more classic Hallmark Mysteries. So this will be the first classic Hallmark Mystery, or do I even, can I even say classic? Because they changed the name from Murder, She Baked to Hannah Swenson Mysteries. So, but it's good to see familiar faces. You know what I mean? This will also give me an excuse to rewatch them 
now that I know that they are filming them. And I did take a quick peek at the April movies. I'll link the April movies in the show notes for you guys. They have released those. And from what I remember, there isn't a new mystery coming out in April. So I'm assuming that this one's going to come out in May. So I have a, a, about two months to um, rewatch Murder, She Baked and Hannah Swenson um, so that I can reacclimate myself with the world of Eden Lake uh, where we are. Next, in mystery news, they announced another new mystery um, Entertainment Tonight did. There is a new mystery starring Lacey Chabert and Will Kemp centered around ballroom dance. And here is what E.T. reports. Third time's the charm for Lacey Chabert and Will Kemp. The actors are teaming up for their third Hallmark movie, E.T. can exclusively reveal, following 2020's Christmas Waltz and 2019's Love, Romance, and Chocolate. Shabair and Kemp will headline The Dancing Detective, A Deadly Tango, for Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, which recently began filming on location in Malta. Now, there is a one-off Hallmark mystery movie called To Catch a Spy that was filmed in Malta. And when I tell you that place is gorgeous, I I can't even. I can't even. Let's continue. The new Hallmark mystery, which will premiere later this year, is set in the competitive world of ballroom dance and is based on a story and characters created and developed by Kemp and Aubrey Day. Both Chabert and Kemp also serve as executive producers. The dancing detective, A Deadly Tango, follows Constance Bailey. Come on, name. A no-nonsense detective who prefers to work alone. When a high-profile CEO is murdered on the eve of his company's corporate event in Malta, a high-stakes ballroom competition between senior executives, Detective Bailey is sent undercover as one of the contestants. The only problem? She can't dance. To convincingly compete, she must team up with charismatic and free-spirited performer Sebastian Moore. Come on, names! But with a killer on the loose and a growing list of suspects, it's going to take more than a little fancy footwork to solve this case. Now, as I was reading this, I had this original thought. How are they going to make this a series? Then I thought to myself, each type of dance, of ballroom dance, could have its own theme. So we have a tango that's giving, you know, like Mediterranean feels, okay? Then we can do a waltz for like a royal themed, someone royal dies, and then she's a detective for that. Maybe we can do a swing something or other. Like, and that can be maybe like a university thing. So there, there are different, I can see, now I can see this being a series. I can definitely see this being a series. So this is interesting. I definitely wasn't expecting this. And I kind of, hmm, I don't know, y'all. I, I, 
maybe both and maybe two things can be true at the same time. I'm both exhausted of the new mysteries and want classic Hallmark mysteries to be renewed. But I also love the new mysteries that we have been getting. The The new mysteries that I love the most that we've received so far are the family history mysteries. I definitely want to see another one of those. Nikki and Nora by far is my absolute favorite. They need they need to do another one. And then I definitely want to see another cut color murder. While I didn't like the story and the story was boring, what they did at the end captivated me so much that I want that that kind of overarching story to continue. So, and I don't want to spoil it for you. They may have cut color murder on Hallmark movies now, so I don't want to spoil the ending, but you should watch it. It's it's interesting, and I think it leads to them making another one, which I think would be really, really cool. And lastly, you guys, The Way Home has officially been renewed for a second season. This is a Deadline reporting this that the network's first new original series is in almost seven years has been renewed for a second season. The drama that stars Andy McDowell and Kyler Lee has been, has been a ratings winner since premiering January 15th, regularly tapping Bravo's Real Housewives of Potomac, TLC's 90 Day Fiance The Other Way, and HGTV's Hometown on Sunday nights. Wow. It ranks as the number one most watched program on Sundays among households. And then there are these numbers, P2 plus, I'm guessing, what's P2 plus? I don't know what that means. W18 plus, I'm guessing that's women 18 and older. And P18 plus, I don't know what that means. On a L and SD basis. I don't know what that means either. It says the audience has also increased throughout the season among women and younger viewers. There's some more percentages and letters that I don't understand. And so I'm not going to to do that. (laughs) They do say, though, that The Way Home is the number two most watched program overall um, among households, uh, second only to Hallmark's own original movie. The press and our audience have enthusiastically embraced The Way Home from the first episode, making the decision to renew the series an easy one, says Lisa Hamilton Daly, Executive Vice President of Programming in Hallmark Media. We are thrilled to be able to continue the journey of the Landry family and can't wait for fans to see what's next. Heather Kanke, Alexandra Clark, and Marley Reed have created a rich, textured story filled with heart and mixed with intrigue that's proven to be a winning combination, added Lori Furneaux, Senior Vice President of Development at Hallmark Media. Season two is sure to bring more drama and mystery as the Landry family's history is revealed. Listen, this this show is stressing me out, okay? This show is stressing me out, but I can't not watch it. Okay, so I'm happy that it got renewed for a second season. (laughs) I'm actually so excited that it got renewed for a second season. But then that also makes me so intrigued and so curious as to how this first season is going to end. How much are they going to tell us? What are they going to tell us? What is going on? (laughs) What is going on? 
Well, while I think about that, let's take a break. And then when I come back, let's talk about the fourth movie in the Hallmark Mahogany Collection, A Nashville Legacy. So stay tuned. Welcome back, you guys. So we are going to talk about a Nashville legacy. So this movie is the fourth movie given to us by the Hallmark Mahogany franchise, which if you don't know, and because we did get a lot of friends during Christmas and in the New Year. So if you're not familiar with Hallmark Mahogany, Mahogany is a Hallmark Cards line. It's been around for 30 plus years at this point. And Wanya Lucas as CEO, she made it a point to bring the cards to life, to translate the heart and spirit of the Mahogany card line to film. And so the debut film premiered last year, August 28th. I remember it like it was yesterday. Unthinkably Good Things. And then we received To Serve With Love in September. And then for Christmas, we got a holiday stocking. And now for the new year and for Black History Month, we received A Nashville Legacy, which stars Andrea Lewis, Pooch Hall, Stan Shaw, and Roz Ryan. Now, I do want to say I am familiar with Andrea Lewis and Pooch Hall. I am more familiar with Pooch Hall than Andrea Lewis because I've watched a lot of Pooch Hall's work. He's been in Ray Donovan. I haven't watched Ray Donovan. That's a little bit too too hard and gritty for your girl. But I did watch him in his series, The Game, where he played opposite Tia Mori. I did watch him in this show called Miracles Boys, which was on this series called The End, which was for, it was for like teenagers. It was a teenage version of Noggin. And they did a mini series during Black History Month um, about these three brothers in Har was it Harlem? It was in a borough in New York. And Pooch played the oldest brother who had to take care of his younger brothers. Um, so he's I just think he's a phenomenal actor and he has such great range. So when I found out that he was going to be in a Hallmark movie, I was beyond the moon excited, beyond the moon excited. And I just want to say on the on the start, like on the front end of this, I would I want to see Pooch in more Hallmark movies. I think this is what we need to do. I think Pooch, we need to get him in twice a year. Get him a rom like a, a cheeky romance and then a Christmas one. But if not the cheeky romance, we need to get him on the Christmas roster. Mm -hmm. He needs to be on our Christmas roster because one, we need more black men. But two, we need more men who have his range and who can really deliver the flirty McFlirt flirts for the flirts. Okay. Because I like, and I guess I'll just get into my review. Like, I like the choices that he made as he related to Naima as Damien. Like, I, and I'll talk about that more in my review. I do want to do right by you guys. So let's get into what Hallmark Channel or Hallmark Movies and Mysteries says is the synopsis for this movie. 
After moving to Nashville to intern as a curator at the local museum, Naima meets a volunteer named Damien, but there is more to him than meets the eye. Damien is actually the heir to the Barry Hall Records empire run by his father, Franklin Barry Hall. But he is struggling to step out from under his father's shadow of success. The two begin to get close, bonding over their love for music and their desire to leave their respective marks on the world. Hmm, now that is an interesting take on what I watched because what you don't know is that throughout the, like from that synopsis, what you don't know is that throughout the movie, the main plot is that she is trying to understand um, or find more information about a group of women who weren't giving credit for a song that her grandmom and her grandmom could have been a part of that group. And so she was like, who is this group? What is this group? I know this group is not a figment of my imagination. And so she's on the hunt to find out the true story behind this girl group that originally wrote a song. And I'm cutting my own self off. Barry Hall records in this reminded me of like a Motown in Detroit. That's the vibe that I was getting. And the museum that Naima worked at, I loved that they actually used a real museum and they shot in the, in the museum. It was the National Museum of African American History. And this is where I felt like the Brian from Deck the Hallmark in me came out because I researched that museum. And I remember someone telling me about this museum a couple of years ago. But they just called it like a black music museum. So I didn't really know the name of it. But I I love this. Like this makes me want to go to that museum even more to see the different exhibits and to also see the different impact, the different impacts that African-Americans have had on music and different genres within music. So I love that they incorporated actual footage and actually shot in that museum. I thought that that was super, super cool. Tickets are $25. I told you, I looked this up. And can we talk about how there's really no difference between the member price and the regular adult price? So if you become a member, the price of the tickets don't change. It's still $24.95. But you do get a $5 discount if you're a teacher or if you're an educator. And if you're a senior, you get a $5 discount. And I think children and youth are like half off, which is pretty cool. So if you are in the Nashville area and you are interested, you could actually visit this museum. So not sponsored, but a plug. So, <laughs> But overall, this I would rate this movie four crowns. And here, here is where we're going to just get into some, some tangled ball of yarn that I had some trouble with throughout this movie. So... While I appreciated Pooch Hall as Damien and him trying to get at Naima, I didn't, th like, as the movie went on, you almost forgot about their relationship, which is probably why they kind of front-loaded it, because it goes from zero to a hundred in, in two seconds. And so you, you kind of forget that they're actually together until the end, because I'm like, wait. Because everything happens in like the first 20 to 30 minutes. Him trying to get, first of all, him trying to get her number was super cute. I love the way that they played that. But their kiss, all of it. And then 
as they go on throughout the movie to try to solve this mystery and clear up what happened, I'm so captivated by the story that I forget that they're together. And because this also too pits her because it's her grandmom's song up against his dad because it was his dad's record label. There's some tension there. But I didn't see much if we're basing it off of the synopsis. I didn't really get the feeling that Damien was trying to get out of the shadow of his father. I just felt like he wanted his father to take him seriously. And he wanted his father to... It felt like I wanted his, he wanted his father to, to say one of those, like, I'm proud of you, or you've done right by yourself, kind of one of those things. Um, so Ruben stuttered, made an appearance, and that boy sang that microphone off the stand. Gosh, I forgot about his voice. His voice is so good. But, yeah, I, I really didn't think the romance was as necessary. I was more captivated by the story than the romance the transition songs y'all were a groove every time they came back from commercial or were moving to another location i found myself just grooving loved it also can we talk about that little kid who was the lookout i loved that tie-in at the end i just (laughs) that was super cute i really enjoyed that i loved not Naima's persistence. First of all, I love the name Naima. I think that's so, it's such a pretty name. And Andrea Lewis is so beautiful to carry that name. I felt like it fit her. But I also loved her persistence in that she didn't give up. And you could feel that this, this was something that she needed to, like you felt like she put the weight of her family line on her shoulders. I felt that with what Andrea Lewis was um, putting forth with her performance. Um, okay, let's get into the little things that I liked about Pooch's performance with Damien that he conveyed in his relationship to Naima. So the first thing, I already talked about him trying to get her number. But the little things, like the first gala where Naima initially meets uh, Mr. Barry Hall before she finds out that Damien's related to him. So that th- that whole thing happens, and then we see her waiting still inside of the building but waiting at the window for like her uber or her lift or whatever and then damien comes up alongside and with his shoulder kind of nudges her shoulder and is like what's hey you or you know says something cute like that and i'm like it's the little things like that like i could totally see a guy doing that in real life and i just i just love that and i appreciated that it was those little moments and pooch's facial expressions like when she was invited over to their house for Friday dinner, but she left before the dinner and she was saying, you know, this is my family. And he's like, I need you to stop pressing this. And she said, well, this is, um, he was like, yo, this is my family. This is about my family legacy. And she's like, yo, this is my family too. And he's like, <sighs> and so he just opens the car door, which I appreciated that he still did, even though he was a little bit annoyed, he still, um, 
express civility and what's that word chivalry and opened her car door and so he got in and you can tell he was annoyed and I like that he expressed that it wasn't plastered like Pooch really embodied being annoyed and in and even when she said Damien he was like what or yes like you could tell he was annoyed I just I can you tell I just want Pooch to be in more homicly <laughs> Because he really is one of my favorite actors, and to see him on Hallmark is like, what? What? And one thing, this is making me, I don't know if I've ever talked about this before, but now that we have four mahogany movies under our belt, what I can see is the difference between a mahogany movie and a Hallmark Channel movie with black leads is that, A, the storylines have more at stake with the Hallmark Mahogany movies than the Hallmark Channel movies with black leads. Number two, the Mahogany movies are bringing on black actors that are well-known within the black community and that have never done a Hallmark movie before. And I appreciate that because you bring over an entirely new audience who you know, still have some of that Hallmark Christmas spirit in them because it's early and maybe they've seen the holiday stocking, right? And it's Black History Month. And so they're like, what? What is this movie? And it's because you have Andrea Lewis, who is from my generation's Degrassi, and you have, because I know Degrassi has many iterations and generations throughout the lifetime of the show, but she's from my generation, Degrassi. And you have, um, and Degrassi played on the end, by the way, which is what that Miracles Boys miniseries was on. So I wonder, what, hmm, I wonder if she was on Degrassi during the same time. That, mm, okay, I wonder if they, mm, but um, I, I love that it brings over black people who may not have been watching Hallmark before, but who know these actors. And so they're like, oh, snap, let me see what they're doing. Um, because, y'all, I don't know if you know this, but black people do watch Hallmark. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> we talked about this on an Instagram Live last Tuesday. Um, I did book club on, oh, gosh, guys, book club went so well Last Tuesday on Facebook, we did The Secret Ingredient and the author, Nancy Nagel, popped up. Um, I invited her. She came and she chatted with us via the chat. She didn't get on video, but she got on the chat and was answering our questions. Oh, we're setting up an interview. We're going to get more time with her. It's going to be really, really good. But I was so in the go live spirit, also because I had a very stressful day that day. I got on Instagram live um, and we were talking about all types of stuff. It was like four hours long, but I think one of the things that I talked about is how like, yeah, black people, we watch Hallmark, <laughs> we watch Hallmark and I had 25% of a mind because I saw an Instagram account for black women who watch Bravo, like the entirety of Bravo, not just the Real Housewives of Atlanta or the Real Housewives of Potomac. Like, you watch the predominantly white shows, too. So, like, Below Deck, Vanderpump Rules, um, the the other housewife franchises like New York, OC, Salt Lake City. I know I'm missing some. 
New York, Salt Lake City, I know Miami. I know there's others. I know there's others. And, you know, Bravo has new new shows too, but I'm not as into Bravo as I was during my graduate years. I digress. I saw that Instagram page for black girls who watch Bravo and it made me think, should I start something for black girls who watch Hallmark? But I decided against it because I still want to connect. I want to connect with all people, black or indifferent. Like I want to connect with all people, but I just want to let people know (laughs) we don't just watch Hallmark at Christmas. Okay. We watch Hallmark all year round. (laughs) So I don't even know how that came up. Or why? Oh, right. The difference between mahogany movies and Hallmark Channel movies with black leads. That is what I'm seeing are the the two major differences. The storylines are deeper and richer and they are using, they are having black actors who are prominent within the black community. If I were to go up to a black person and show them any of those people who were men who acted in the mahogany movie, they I, ten, 10 to one, they'll know half of them. 10 to one, they'll know half of them. I knew about, I knew um, all the ladies in Unthinkably Good Things. I was very familiar with all, no, I'm sorry, Joyful Drake and Erica Ash. So the main one, Karen Pittman, I wasn't familiar with her. Tobias Trevelyan, I knew. Uh, Sky, I didn't. That's from To Serve With Love. Holiday Stocking. I knew of all the people. Yep. BJ Britt, Tam- is it Tamala Davis? And then I see her face. This is going to irk me. I know I know her name and I see her face. The one who played the older sister, Nadine Ellis. She's She was in a couple of Up TV stuff too. Um, and then this one, I know Pooch Hall and Andrea Lewis. So it's really, really cool that they're getting these black note like these black actors like it's just really really cool and it also introduces these actors who may not have considered hallmark before hopefully like we're able to bring them into right like hallmark channel and they can be in some hallmark channel christmas movies outside of the mahogany brand that is my hope is that these people these actors that we have seen in these mahogany movies can be transitioned into Hallmark, like into the Hallmark roster, and we we begin to see more of them in the Hallmark roster. Um, so sorry, getting back into the movie specifically, this while this movie is four crowns, it doesn't have rewatch value for me, unfortunately. It would be one of those cases where if nothing else was on and that was on and I just wanted something like I would just have that on in the background while I'm cooking or cleaning or taxing you know what I mean so yeah that's kind of how I feel about uh a Nashville legacy as a whole I appreciated the story but the romance wasn't necessary I think that's my biggest takeaway from it what is your biggest takeaway from a Nashville legacy what was your feelings what was your thoughts I loved the woman who played Olivia I thought she was perfection she reminded me of like an older woman I I know I know that older woman I've seen that older woman like she that woman was perfection so was Damien's dad perfection Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. And even Olivia's husband, Dex, when uh, Naima asked him about the Daffodil Girls and he was stumbling over his words. And they were just like, that was weird. 
<laughs> that was so funny. And how about when um, we finally find out what happened with the Daffodil Girls when Olivia was talking to Naima about it? And then we see Millie's dad come down with the two deacons, right? And then right after, the little kid comes down and tries to whistle. I thought that that was hilarious. Hilarious. But yes, you guys, leave me a voice message. Click the link in the show notes to do that. And let me know your thoughts on A Nashville Legacy. Or let me know your thoughts about Hallmark Mahogany. How are you feeling about it? Do you even care? Do you know what it is? Do you not want to know what it is? Like, tell me the truth. This is why... We are here. We are here to have a dialogue. We are here to talk, cross our legs on the couch with a bowl of popcorn or a plate of pancakes and just talk. You know what I'm saying? If you want to talk to me about The Way Home, getting renewed for a second season, The Dancing Detective with Lacey and Will, or even Carrot Cake Mystery of the Hannah Swenson Persuasion with Allison and Cameron, just talk to me. That's all I'm asking. And you know what? We're actually going to get into someone's voice message in the next segment. So we're going to take a micro break. And when we come back, we're going to get both into that voice message and our weekend watching guide. So stay tuned. Hey, Dara, it's Vicki. Um, I am going to have to change my perspective on made for each other. I didn't think I would like it, but I ended up liking it. And I'm going to have to agree with you. I didn't get the fuzzy wuzzy, but I definitely got the bear. In fact, I got a beautiful brown bear feeling out of the movie. Um, I really enjoyed the chemistry between the two leads and I am with you Aaron O'Connell we need to have more of him he is just too delightful for words Um, and I think that was about it and I can't wait to see what they have for the spring movies looking forward to those keep up the great work and talk to you later bye Vicky Thank you so much for calling in. Do I want to call it that? Thank you so much for leaving a voice message. I'm so glad that your perspective on Made for Each Other changed. Um, Because, you guys, she left a voice message last week, but I think I played Steve's voice message instead. I think. Um, So I know uh, she wasn't looking forward to Made for Each Other. She said something felt off about that. So, Vicky, I'm so glad that your perspective was changed and that even though it didn't have the feels for you, you were still able to enjoy it. It was still a good movie for you. I'm I'm super glad. Now, for the spring movies, I didn't I know we have Tyler. Tyler kicks off spring into love um, the end of this month, March 25th with Rhiannon Fish called The Picture of Her. We talked about that in our March preview, guys. So if you haven't checked that out yet, go ahead and check out me and my friend Chad doing the March, the preview for March. March, this month is going to be very much a mixed bag. There isn't a theme for March. So like we got the love club, Nicole's Pen Pal. Um, that came on this past Saturday. We have Kimberly Sustad and 
Brooks Darnell movie, The Game of Love. And then we have Christopher Palaha and Nadia Atza's movie, The Winning Team. So this is the bonus originals month. And then spring, the spring Hallmark movie starts the end of March and continues into April. And while I know that the April movies are out, I didn't look too hard at them. I do know we have Aaron Krako and Brendan Penny in one, Aaron Cahill and Marco Grazzini, which I'm just like, thank you, Jesus. I have been wanting Marco Grazzini in another Hallmark movie for a while. I know he was getting his Virgin River on, but I am so hyped that he is back for another Hallmark movie. And with Aaron Cahill, no less, I know that's going to be fire. I know that's going to be fire. Okay. Okay. Um, and then I think we have Hunter King in one. And so, wait, we got Aaron Krako, Aaron Cahill, Hunter King. Who's our fourth one? I forget who the fourth movie is um, that we have. And I know it's out of order from when it's airing. Um, but again, I only took a gander at it just to kind of get a feel for April. I know we're getting a day spring movie because we have Easter coming up in April, which I'm super appreciative of for Hallmark for doing. So kudos to you guys. And we're getting another mahogany movie in April, which I looked, I know Keisha Sharp, which who I am very familiar with. She played a prominent character in the series Girlfriends, which stars um, Tracy Ellis Ross, who's on Blackish um, and Mixedish. She plays Rainbow on both of those. Um, I'm sorry, she's not in Mixedish. Uh, she's in Blackish, but Mixedish is a spinoff of her character. But I, April's going to be a strong month. That's all I'm saying. And so I think we're going to have a good time with spring, Vicky, just to bring it back on home. I think spring is going to, we're going to do right by spring. I think spring's going to bring us some very good movies. Now, if they're going to be springy, mm, sis, I can't call it. I really can't call it. I, I, what are spring feels to you? Are spring feels like, do you want the rain, the pinks, the greens, the blues? Or do you want the sun, the tulips, the flowers? Or do you want both? Personally, I'm a fan of both. Give me the layers of spring. Give me all, the whole the whole kaleidoscope that is the spring season. Give me the rain. Give me the colors. Give me the sun. Give me the dresses. Give me the raincoats, the, the rain boots. Give it, give it all. Give it all. Give it all. Well, y'all, let's get into this weekend watching guide. We really, this is probably the skimpiest weekend watching guide I have given you. Because Great American Family isn't playing any new movies this week. And neither is Up TV. So the only network having a new movie this weekend is Hallmark Channel with Game of Love. Starring Kimberly Sustad and Brooks Darnell. Now, there is a repeat movie that I want y'all to watch. That's coming on at 4 p.m. Oh, dang, I forgot if this was Saturday or Sunday. Y'all, y'all got to look. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all know. I'm sorry, y'all. Don't charge it to my head, not my heart. It's A Prince in Paradise. And this stars Rhiannon Fish and Mitchell Burke. Now, Mitchell Burke has a really good interview with the ladies over at Suspenders Unbuttoned. I and He had he has so much charm and charisma. Oh, my. What, do, is it charisma or charm? I say it's charm. He has a he has so much charm. You guys should check that interview out. I'm going to link it here in the show notes. Check out that interview. Well, you guys, like I said, this was a skimpy weekend watching guy. We don't have much. So dun, 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 here you go. <laughs> 
Be sure to check out the links in the show notes for all all of the articles for the news that I gave you guys in the first segment. Those articles are going to be linked in the show notes so you can read more about The Way Home, The Dancing Detective, and The Carrot Cake Mystery. And then also, I'll put a link in there for the the National African American History Museum. If you guys want to learn more about that. And then, of course, there are going to be some links and stuff for Dear Hallmark, the Facebook page, the YouTube. You want to make sure you subscribe to the YouTube because the YouTube, you'll get my facial expressions, my my hand gestures. You're going to get the whole kit and caboodle as it as it relates to my reviews. Now, I will say this review for a Nashville legacy is not going to have a YouTube companion to it because I, I wasn't planning to do all of the Hallmark. Hallmark movies and mysteries movies in conjunction with the Hallmark Channel movies because your girl needs to pace herself, okay? But I do want to make it a point to do the mahogany movies as they come out. So, um, yeah, I won't be doing the mystery movies. So, like, Paul's mystery movie and then the movie Unexpected Grace. I won't be doing reviews for those. But what I might do, because I know that mysteries are important to the Hallmark diet... I might do like a quarterly mystery wrap up um, because of all the news that we've been getting. And it feels like the mystery landscape is changing. I want to do like a like a Q1 mystery wrap up. And you know what, guys? And this is just off the cuff. We'll see if it actually happens. Um, Well, I won't say it out here, but we'll see. So. You guys, I want to thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Dear Hallmark. Uh, please be a dear and rate and review this podcast if you haven't already, because not only does it help me out, but it helps others know that there's other content out there, because every time you rate and review, it pushes the podcast further and further up into the algorithm so more people are able to see it and then more people can know that there's other Hallmark content out there for their, for them throughout the year. Um, So be sure to rate if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. And so, y'all, that's going to do it for me here for this episode. This week is going to be full. Y'all are going to get, we're getting an episode every day this week. This is rare. (laughs) This is so rare, but I wasn't able to watch A Nashville Legacy last week. So uh, I knew I had to bring it to you guys this week um, because, you know, it is important for me to acknowledge and support the Mahogany movies. So, yep. Well, y'all, I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Ciao, my friends.